0: Sometimes we have fresh new faces on the scene come to the Artichoke Music Cafe, and sometimes we welcome musicians who've been around the block a time or two. People who have longtime fans, but who never stopped evolving and discovering new music within them. Steve Wilkinson was in Gravel Pit and Mission 5 and his current band, Wilkinson Blades, but he's releasing his first solo album, Truth or Consequences, recorded over eight days with producer Rob Stroop in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Want the truth? When we started rolling, I got his name wrong. What a dope. I'm leaving it in. Steve Wilkerson. It's been years.
1: Can we start that over? It's Wilkinson. Wilkinson.
0: <laughs> Steve
1: Wilkinson. Can we do that again? Jesus. need to start over. Fucking idiot. <laughs> no, it's all right. Oh, yeah.
0: Steve Wilkinson, I got that wrong a minute ago, and you stopped me. Thankfully, because hey, Tom. because for me. because I'm st- first of all I used to be stupid. Now I'm old and stupid, which means I can't remember anything like your name. It's okay.
1: No, you're, it's, not, you're not alone.
0: No, it's not. No, it's not. How are you, Tom? Wakes me up at night. Well, it's good I, to see you. How I? <laughs> thanks for the coffee. <laughs> thanks for the coffee. It's great. Fourteen years ago, Stephanie Salvi wrote a piece about you—the first week of Oregon Music News existence. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, was uh, oh, you had just you had just come back from Europe. I think so. You yeah, played the 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 caverns,
1: cavern club. Yeah, yeah, in, in Liverpool and lots of other shows over there, and you liked it. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. That was a really awesome tour with Mission 5. Uh-huh. Uh, we just had the time of our lives and got to play in front of some great audiences and, uh-huh. and uh, spread our
0: wings a little bit across the pond there. Yeah. And Stephanie came to me and said, I want to do this piece on Steve. I said, sure. Yeah, sure. I do remember that. It's yeah. been a long time. I
1: believe that was the very first article.
0: Well, it could have been. Yeah, Very I think popular. so,
1: because she, she called me and, and, yeah. and said, hey, this thing's going live at midnight. Can we do an interview? And I said, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm hanging out. Let's do it. <laughs> so we got on the phone and did it, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie. Good memory
1: there. And Steph is doing great.
0: Well, I went into our archive. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Cool. Well, we had our redesign a few years back. it's a lot of years back now. Uh, we couldn't migrate all of them. Right. Uh, So I had to go into our archive, and there it was. I'd like to see that, if you have it. Yeah, send it over to me. I will. Cool. (laughs) So, years later, here we both are.
1: Yeah, at Artichoke Music in the cafe, having a wonderful cup of coffee and uh, reconnecting after all these years. That's good. Yeah.
0: So let's get to the main thing first, and then we'll get to the other other main things. Sure. (laughs) Uh, And that is that you have a new album. And you went to do it with, with uh, Rob Stroop. With Rob Stroop.
1: Yeah, he's got yeah. a studio in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, yeah. called Taproot Studios.
0: Yeah, he did it. He, he he came in and did a podcast episode like oh. the week before he left. Oh, or just just before he left. Awesome. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Very cool. Rob, was, and I, Rob and I go way back. How
0: how how way is way?
1: Well, he recorded the album that we went over to Europe to promote. <laughs> in 2009 and I knew him way before then yeah I've known Rob since the baseboard heater days when I was in gravel pit wow uh I can almost remember uh the time when we first met and um we were all out of the show and we happened to connect with the baseboard heater guys and uh-huh. all the gravel pit guys were there at the same time and we were just all hanging out we decided to go out and have a blast and we just hung out all night and <laughs> partied and, and I've known Rob ever since uh, and then I started recording with him probably in about 2005. Wow. And uh, I've done other records with other folks since, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we got to talking since he had moved, and mm-hmm. we obviously kept in touch. Sure. Uh, just about his studio down there and how he approached recording in that setting. Uh-huh. And I thought it would be a really great opportunity to get away from all the distractions. Yeah of the city and my job at the time. Uh-huh. I had a lot going on yeah. and always distracted. Uh-huh. Um, I've made lots of pretty good records that way, but I wanted no distractions. Yeah. So we got yeah. to talking about it and I flew into Albuquerque for uh, nine days and uh, his girlfriend has this beautiful property mm-hmm. um, that I rented an FBI uh, crime lab bus that was turned into an Airbnb Really? Had a bed and a (laughs) kitchen and running water and everything. And Rob lived about a a mile away. So my Uh job every day was just to get up, make some coffee like we're having now, sit around, maybe read a book. Uh I'd get a text or a call from Rob around 10 or 11 saying, hey, you ready to go? No pressure. We'd work for the day and we'd quit whenever we felt like quitting. And -hmm. we did it for nine days and we made a record.
0: Mm. What was the same and what was different? Oh well, obviously it was different you being in another country.
1: <laughs> another much. state. It's
0: another country. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're
1: right. You're <laughs> right. probably half hour away from the Texas panhandle. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mexico too. Sure. Sure. Um, actually, it's not the Panhandle, but you know what I'm saying. Down, down near the Texas and yeah. Mexico border. So, obviously, there must
0: have been some some similarities because you've, you've known each other for years and years, worked with each other for years and years. Yeah. But there you are in Truth or Consequences. That's such a great name. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: named after the game show. The TV show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a contest, and mm-hmm. they gave the town that won the contest <laughs> a bunch of money, and the town obviously <laughs> needed a lot of money. <laughs> um, but I love the name, yeah. and I... I've, ended up calling the record Truth or Consequences yes. just because a lot of the, a lot of the titles and subject matter on the record kind of relate to that theme uh-huh. and also just the times we live in right now. Sure. You know, we're facing the consequences of right. a lack of truth. Yes. And so I yes. just thought it would be a great name. I thought probably somebody had named an album that, and I'm sure somebody has, but yeah. not that he knew from that area. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Um, the setting is way different You've got a, just a different setting I love the desert
2: mm-hmm.
1: I always have And um, it really allowed me to just kind of free my mind And not overthink things mm. uh, Also, I didn't work with a full band uh, mm-hmm. We, j- Rob and I just pieced it together ourselves mm. And it was really cool just to have that um, Just two people working on it And then we shipped mm-hmm. it off to some folks to add some tracks Like Paul mm-hmm. Brainerd Paul Brainerd Oh yeah, he's oh, on man. the record. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's yeah. on the record. Joel Roth uh-huh. is on the record. Uh-huh. Those two are mainly, and and that's it. Um, what
0: did Paul Blake play? Because he could play anything. He could play it and play anything. Can.
1: Yes, he can. Uh, I had him play steel on two
0: nice. tracks. Nice.
1: We went yeah. out to lunch. We shipped him some tracks. Uh-huh. We went out to a long lunch and came back, and Paul had finished both songs and he did ten different versions wow. of each song. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and they were there to to pull from whatever we wanted so I
0: remember seeing him one time he played the uh, Thelonious Monk on yeah. the steel <laughs> yeah he can do anything I know I know yeah we play a lot together actually mm-hmm. here in town
1: yeah. we do a lot of shows together and mm-hmm. we're good friends we live in the same neighborhood so mhm um he almost came down he really wanted to be part of the session oh but uh he mm-hmm. just couldn't get away from the family and yeah, all the obligations. yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. a long trip you know mm-hmm. takes a full day to get there I, Wow. wow and you'll leave at like 6 a.m. And he picks you up in uh, Albuquerque and you still have a two or three hour drive Jeez. back to Truth or Consequences from there. So, How's he doing? Um, Rob's doing great. Yeah? Yeah. He he looks great. He's doing several different kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just do the studio. Mm-hmm. But he w- wants to work with people in his studio that um, that he really wants to work with. Yes. He doesn't want to just take studio jobs for taking studio jobs. Mm-hmm. So... um mm-hmm. He's doing really well. His studio is amazing. He's got great new gear. He's got a grand piano, a great wow. drum set. He's a great session player. Sure, he's a great drummer. He played bass on a lot of the tracks. Uh-huh. Offered a lot of production ideas. I wanted him to produce the records. so yeah. he sliced a few things down and mm-hmm. gave me some ideas. We didn't always agree, but it was just it was just a real it was a real treat working with him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
0: that's great. That's yeah. great. Sounds like a wonderful experience. It really was.
1: It was just so cool to just come back with a finished product. Yeah. It wasn't completely mixed. Within a week, I had all the mixes, and uh, we made a few tweaks, and it was done.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. That's terrific.
1: Yeah. I really yeah. like doing it that way. I'm going to do it again.
0: What What was your aim when you when you, when you when you went down to, to record? What, just to make a record. Yeah? Uh,
1: I mean, we didn't know if we'd get an EP or a few good singles out of it. We didn't uh-huh. want to put too much pressure. Mm-hmm don't like to force things when it comes to this sort of thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I really wanted Rob to sort of take the reins I typically produce my own records mm-hmm. a- and again I didn't always agree with him but I pretty much took his advice when he offered it because mm-hmm. he knows me real well yeah he knows that it's g- it's gonna sound good within the framework of what I do mm-hmm. and he's a great producer and a great player so I just trusted his instincts and it, it worked really well
2: hmm
0: hmm and uh, this unfortunately will not will not uh, go up uh, in time for the the uh, the uh, release gig. But yeah. um, who are is who, who who's in your band now? I don't have a band. It's right just now. you. I, I
1: do a lot of duo and solo yeah. shows, but yeah. I have a band for this particular show, uh-huh. and I will hire folks out for mm-hmm. specific shows. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, I'm doing solo and duo right now. I've got Wilkinson Blades, mm-hmm. which is my formal rock band, I guess yes. you will. Yeah. Um that
0: wearing tuxedos no doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh tomorrow I've got Paul Brainerd, um, uh huh s- steel, but yeah. he's also gonna play keys. Nice. So he's gonna do dual. Uh huh. Grant Cumston's gonna play bass. Uh-huh. Joel Roth will play guitar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Matt Catanelli on drums, Nice. an all star. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's an all star lineup and yeah. Then me. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> 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 ah,
0: ah, ah. Just surround yourself with good players, you know. <laughs> You know, that's really true. <laughs> that's, that is, that's that's mine. that's gonna do. no matter done. what you're doing, if it's music or, or yeah. you know, making a magazine or yeah. being on radio or whatever, you know. Yeah. That's the important thing. I
1: agree. You know I mean, agree it's uh, really it's key to me especially a great drummer, but you know, you know there's your foundation, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see how it goes. We've got one rehearsal today. We oh. had one sort of half a rehearsal last week and we're going to wing it.
0: Good. So, Good. Just luck. Yeah, really. So when you do duos, who you and who?
1: I usually do with Paul uh-huh. or Grant Uh huh. Both are my favorite uh-huh. guitar players in town. Yeah. And so if I can get either yeah. one of them. Yeah. And then I do a lot of solos right now. I just did a show with Warren Pash a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. and that was really cool. Nice. I don't know if you know Warren, but uh-huh. that was a really, really neat show.
0: I was on a show with, with Paul one time. Oh, you were? Yeah. It was okay. what's that little dive bar on Foster? For me, no, maybe it's not, not, <laughs> right. yeah, that's where we live. I understand. That's my neighborhood. <laughs> I understand. Uh, uh, Foster Garden. Uh, no. Starday. Uh, Starday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's uh, where. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> my stomping grounds. Um, he. I can He. he wanted, I, I. don't know how it came about, to tell you the truth, but it was. Uh, I was reading from a a, a book I wrote called "Rabid Nun Infects Entire Convent." Oh yeah. Based on my cur- uh, brief career as a supermarket tabloid writer. Wow, and we just you know he just I I would he I read and he just played behind me. Oh wow, that's really cool. It was great. And he had that weird yeah. What what is that instrument? It's pedal steel. <laughs> no, not the pedal steel. It was a weird keyboard. Oh, thing. the Fun Machine. The Fun Machine. Yeah, yes. I'm on a, I'm on a new recording are, are with him. Ah.
1: We just did our photo shoot for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Fun Machine is awesome. It is. Yeah, it it's is. really cool. <laughs> it's it's an old organ from the 70s. Mm-hmm that sort of has a cult following now and yeah. he's got a he's got a bunch of them that he uses for parts and he's got <laughs> the one that he drags around and they're pretty mm-hmm. light so you can yeah. carry him around pretty yeah. easily yeah. and yeah. uh he does really cool stuff with huh? those things he <laughs> takes a lot of jazz standards and flips them inside out yes. and does does his magic yeah. you know
0: <laughs> that's great yeah he is awesome um, yeah well that's that's terrific um so uh do you do you ever perform just you just yeah, solo? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: I do. Uh just like I said, I just did one with Warren Pash. Uh yeah. well, I opened for him.
0: We, oh, oh, I so, see. So I see. Yeah. We each yeah. did
1: our own show.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: I've got one coming up at Ross Island Grocery. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know there's a kind of a cool scene down there right no.
0: now. No, where is it?
1: It's on Ro- it's on Ross Island on yeah. Corbett yeah. Avenue. Uh-huh. And uh, it's an old grocery store that I actually used to go to as a kid. Kids wow. could actually buy cigarettes there. I remember. <laughs> when I was a kid. When I was a latchkey kid. Yeah. I used yeah. to go there and uh now it's so sort of a, it it's r- it's kind of a cafe that has a small stage uh uh-huh. and they do a songwriter series once a month and it's huh. pretty good pay yeah. it's a guarantee and it's a really good turnout and uh, i'll play their solo on the f- first of december all right yeah. good uh but yeah i do a lot of solo shows or duo mm-hmm. sometimes more mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but that's typically what i'm doing right now just because it's allows me to play a lot which yeah. i'm really wanting to do right uh-huh, now uh-huh. bands can't play a lot and just keep right. drawing people right um if you're playing solo you can travel or it's just you're just more nimble you mm-hmm. know or duo mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just more nimble it's easier um mm-hmm. it's not quite as exciting as a rock band oh you know you trade there's always a trade-off right oh
2: sure
0: you know the sure.
1: the dynamics and the excitement of a rock band
0: right. versus you
1: know yeah uh the nimbleness and easiness and you make more money playing solo right so right right right.
0: well that's good it's really weird because
1: I always used to be afraid oh my god I'm playing a solo show I'm terrified really yeah Oh, you yeah yeah. wow because I was I play with a band you have a lot to hide behind yeah now it's the other way around I'm nervous about tomorrow night because I rarely play with a band oh (laughs) so it's just kind of everything's kind of flipped on its head but Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it'll be okay
0: of course it'll be okay
1: And if it's not, oh well <laughs> not everything works right yeah. that's why we, that's why it's live music right
0: so I understand everything about uh that you, you, you wanting to go down to record with Rob and and, yeah. and hang out with him and and, and 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 do that whole thing but is there a theme a, a a theme to the album
2: uh I think
1: the theme is just a lot of the heartache and Disappointment that came along with the pandemic mm-hmm. and the recent political turmoil. Mm-hmm. It's not a political record, mm-hmm. but some of that stuff really crept into my music somehow. It just bled well, in Well, how could there. it not? It just bled in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the pandemic really took a lot out of a lot of people. I actually fared better than most people mm. in a lot of ways because I was so busy working with the Red Cross. Oh, yeah. You, know, you had a pandemic... A blood shortage, yeah. civil unrest, yeah. and you yeah, know, yeah. wildfires, unprecedented wildfires, all right. this other stuff. So I was really busy, and it was hard, mm-hmm. really hard. Mm-hmm. But I didn't fall into the depression. But I saw a lot of people fall into some really dark places. Yes. And I think this album, it was not intended to be a dark record, but it is a dark record. Ah. I think oh. anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um, well, I would you know, say that's the theme and truth or consequences. Yeah. Uh, is the name of the town that I did it in yeah. and yeah. you know it's just kind of fits the times right now.
0: Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of people uh, have been putting out albums with a similar theme and it's just a, it's a way you know even though lots of us would like to put that behind us you yeah. can't you can't. No. You have to face it. You got to you got to you got to face what happened, what's happening. And uh, and do what you can to come out of it, yeah. and a lot of people uh, uh, are are putting out albums, which sort of mark the coming out of it, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, I would say you know when I make music, it's never when I'm in a bad place. It's always after I'm in that bad place. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Generally speaking, I can play it. Yeah, but in terms of writing it. That's going to come when I'm actually feeling better. Mm-hmm. I think we're all still processing the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And even though half of us don't get along with the other half, we're yeah. all still processing sure. the pandemic. Right. And so it's... Some are
0: processing are, it the bad way. I
1: would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. We could, yeah. That might be a different
0: discussion <laughs> for right. a different show. But, right.
1: Uh, it's a terrifying times right now, but yeah. you also have to make you know the best of what we got because it's all yeah. we've got. Here we yeah. are. What are you going to do?
0: good question. <laughs> you got it, but you got to do it. Like, you know, um, the last couple of episodes of, of this podcast, one, I had Dave Fleshner who cool. just got out of rehab. I mean, oh. I don't know how just, but he's not long out of rehab. Right. And, and he talked about that and was, was just heartfelt and was a you know, great to listen to. Yeah. And then the next one was, uh, Arietta Ward to sort of bring us up because cool. that's what she does. Yeah, I don't know her. I know who she oh, is. yeah, she's a she's a soul singer and jazz yeah. singer. She's, oh yeah, uh, Janice Scroggin's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you know, um, you know, we do what we can, and you got to do what you can, and you know, the, th- throughout the whole thing, throughout the from, from from the time that Trump was elected, through the pandemic. And all through the you know the the, the horrible the, the horribleness of it, and of course the and the, now we're
1: facing it again. Now we're getting yeah, round two. Yeah, and it's going to be uglier. But um, perhaps, hopefully uh, not. But
2: perhaps
0: you know it's always been and no matter what it was, no matter what I'm doing. Put it another way, um, whether it's organ music news or the KHD show. Yeah, um, I, I have kept on trying to. Um, uh, comfort and uh, inspire you're
1: that's doing a good job of it right now well I feel comfortable well, and that's inspired so well. <laughs>
0: good job that's my job <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Uh, but yeah you know that's because that's uh what else are you gonna do
1: yeah and I for me music does help it yeah really, you know I can sit there and watch tv or I can play music I don't watch yeah. much tv I you play know I mean
0: so I'm not going to go sing "God Save the Queen" the fascist regime. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Although you might have sung that song at some point. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Back in the day, there isn't any real uh, equivalent to that scene back then. Now is there, or is there? Do you know? Not like that I, right no. now. No. It doesn't you were you, you were you were part of the whole Satyricon thing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of yeah.
1: Yeah, my first band was Crash Landing. Yeah. With Dale Moore from the obituaries mm-hmm. and Johnny Naylor from, huh? excuse me, Dale Moore from The Bloodman, Johnny Naylor huh? from the obituaries. And <laughs> I was this dumb kid that didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool and really exciting. And yeah. that was 1990. And yeah. Right on yeah. the cusp of right. when everything just exploded. Yeah. I mean, you could sort of feel that whole scene was just about ready to, you could just feel it. Right. You don't feel that sort of magic. Here now, although Portland's still got a very vibrant scene. I just yeah. had this discussion with somebody. Someone was saying, "Oh, there's not a scene in Portland." I said, "Well, that's oh, just that's not, it's just yeah. different." I don't agree. I didn't agree with that no, person. No. Uh, there's quite a scene here, and there always has been, actually, mm-hmm. even before that early '90s thing, mm-hmm. and long before. Yeah, and of course, uh, even to this day. I don't know if you heard about the Louis Louis Marathon. Yes. Okay, I was part yeah, of that. Yeah.
0: Darka does a, uh, a podcast for us. Oh, she does. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought. I think I knew that. I love Darka.
0: She's she's, she's so cool. She's terrific. Yeah, yeah and a she's, great musician, uh, great human being. Yeah, and uh, she's it's a combination of uh, her interviews and and uh, Mary's photographs.
1: Beautiful. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's nice she combo. wanted she, I I didn't want to do it that way, but she wanted me to be the first one. And he took the best picture I've ever had taken of me. Ever, ever, ever yeah, in my that. whole life. He does that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's known for. I know, I know. Yeah,
1: they're they're kind of neighbors of mine. Are I live I? in Lentz, yeah. and they live not too far from me. Uh huh. And I, I go over to their house once in a while. Yeah. We just said that we should get together because it's been so long. Yeah, so. yeah. Darka, if you're listening, can we get together soon? <laughs> and Mary, if you're listening, please. <laughs> We're in the neighborhood. It's mostly my fault. I'm so busy. It's ridiculous but um yeah i would say it's just a different scene i would say mm-hmm. at least now maybe it's because i'm older or more experienced mm-hmm. or something but i find a lot more camaraderie in the scene hmm. back then oh it wasn't materi- that oh
2: no no <laughs> oh boy no
1: the sound guy would glare at you really and, oh yeah they would you know it was, <laughs> it was not it was almost like getting initiated in and the bands school. were competitive they were, they just, a lot of the bands were really nice, and a lot of them weren't. Weren't,
0: yes. Well.
1: And that still happens to a degree now, but most of the people out there are really friendly now, yeah. no matter what kind of music they're playing. That's good. But it was different back then. Yeah. It was more like initiation. Oh, You know, yeah. you had to earn their respect or something. <laughs> so, I don't know, you probably hung out there quite a bit.
0: I didn't, ha- that, was, that wasn't my main hang, Hang, but I certainly went there a lot, yeah. said I didn't move here until 97. Oh, you didn't? So okay. I missed all that stuff. Okay. Most of yeah. it. I mean there was still it was still going. It was still on, going, but, but yeah, that was
1: yeah. a little bit um yeah. toward the tail end of that yeah. whole thing.
0: But I had good people to introduce me to other people. Lisa Lapine, of course, was chief in that regard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she managed Thrillbilly.
0: Oh, I am well aware of that. And I I had, I had I was th-
1: in Thrillbilly for two years.
0: Yeah, I know. Did you show up at my Christmas party? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I was probably out of the band at that point. Oh. Uh, they kind of gave me an ultimatum. Doug was my best friend. Well, uh-huh. one of my best friends. Yeah. I have a bunch of best friends. But yeah. I knew Doug since I was two years old. Oh, geez. And so that was a, you know, a big loss for me.
0: He well, wasn't the he cab driver, though, right? Away. That was Jay. Jay? Jay Bowman. Jay
1: Bowman. He's in Eugene now. Great singer, great <laughs> lyricist. What a character.
0: What a character. See, I used to drive a cab in Baltimore
1: okay yeah
0: and so every time i would see him yeah. you know we would just like regale each other with cab driver stories yeah he's know? got a lot of them and the main thing whenever time we used to see each other we because we would just stop and go get the fuck out of my cab
1: <laughs> can i do my jay bone <laughs> voice sure get the fuck out of my cab stevie
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's because J. we had had to tell people that yeah. you know, with, you know Oh,
1: he's one of the best storytellers I know. Yeah, and yeah. he also takes those stories and writes incredible songs with them. Yeah, Even if they're embellished a little bit, um, he can take just the most mundane situation and turn yeah. it into this magical poetry. Yeah.
0: That uh, Did you do any writing for them?
1: Not really. A little bit of like arrangement and stuff. I was their mm-hmm. drummer. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. about two years in, they wanted to get really serious and I had started ah. Gravel Pit. Yeah. And they just went to two of us. We were both in both bands. We yeah. had two of us in, in both bands. And they said, look, you, you got to make one decision or another. And, and yeah. it was amicable. It
0: was cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We just, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm really digging the, the harder stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we parted ways, and they got way better. Yeah. So they really did. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a decent drummer, but nothing like a caliber. Did you start out as a drummer? I think so, yeah, I, I did start out as a drummer when I, when you were a kid well, seventeen, something like that oh 16. lucky parents
0: yeah, right <laughs>
1: yeah, well, my mom wasn't too excited about it,
2: but
0: I'll um, bet the only know. the only only parents I've ever really met who 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 got in into and encouraged their their uh, their, their 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 daughter's drumming was Gina Shock's mother, okay, you know from the go-gos yeah. Who who always wanted to be John Bonham, <laughs> even when she was a little kid. Well, not a, not a bad person to try to be. Right.
1: What right. a great drummer he was. Right,
0: right. So did you did you try to be a drummer?
1: Not really. Yeah. I wanted to play drums. I wanted to play in a band. You know, mm-hmm. it, if I look back on it, did you want to be a drummer? No, I wanted to be in a band. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted to play drums in a band. And uh-huh. I think the two are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I've got a drum kit sitting at home. I play drums on you? you know, a couple of the Blades records. Yeah. I play drums on recordings and stuff now and then. Uh and I've played in lots of bands since Thrillbilly, uh-huh. but I I don't really consider myself a drummer.
0: What do you consider sense. yourself?
1: Kind of a jack of all trades. Okay. I'm more of a songwriter now, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't really try to define it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defining
0: but, is a very tricky thing. Yeah. I before just before I came out today, I looked at the um the the, the Grammy nominations. Okay. And they change the name of categories every year. Yeah, I noticed that. You know, I mean, what is it? I mean, I what know. is Americana? What is rock? What is this? What is that? They just change. Yeah,
1: and and, and country is not country. Or no, maybe, there's it, maybe different. There's, there's
0: four different kinds of country. There's yeah. four different kinds of pop. You know, I mean, do you do you do you are are do you get into that? Not into that. I mean, so that you like it. When I but,
1: yeah, when I when I categorize everything yeah. for the streams. Yeah. Cuz you go through a streaming service like CD Baby or Distro Yeah. Kid, yeah. You have to put or yes. it's highly recommended that you put mm-hmm. the genre. Yes. And there's tons of genres I've never heard of, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. and then they have have you compare yourself to three or four different artists, which is really hard. Yeah. But what I try to do is take feedback of what other people have told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you remind me of Tom Petty or you remind me of this or you mm-hmm. remind me of that. And I'll take those and and put down those maybe influences mm-hmm. and try to you know I mean I know that it's not typical Americana but this is an Americana record I think
0: it is
2: I
1: think so
0: yeah I mean yeah. I don't know whatever that of, means
1: it's, it's kind of a rock album too though yeah you whatever know, that I'm, means I'm, I'm, I play rock and roll so yeah whatever that means
0: yeah what, what does that mean <laughs> I don't right. know so
1: I just hopefully people will hear it that's the yeah. that's the biggest challenge yeah. is how do you get people to hear your records yeah. these days because there's just so much stuff yeah. out there yeah there's a lot of great stuff, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, we got what we wished for. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, I guess. If if there were 30 years ago, making a record took a lot of time and a lot of money. Yes, and you had to go to a fancy studio to mm-hmm. make anything sound somewhat decent, or you could do it. You could do a home record, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to do that at the time. Now, now, I, now I do a lot of recording at home.
2: Do
0: you?
1: Yeah, I just released a single that I did yeah. at home, and it was really cool.
0: Hmm. What is it?
1: Uh, it's called Alcohol. Oh? it's the name of the record, yeah. Or the end of the single, yeah. It came out really cool. I just did it on a, on one of the snow days last year. Uh-huh. I woke up and had this little jingle in my head and went down and sat in front of the keyboard versus uh-huh. the guitar, because I always start with the guitar. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I'm going to go with the keyboard this time. Yeah. And by the end of the day, it was done, and I released uh-huh. it. I put it out a few months later. And thought, what
0: do you call it? Genre.
1: Oh, what, what do I call it? Yeah. It's kind of... Electronic, ethereal songwriting—I guess—and
0: the Grammys go no, no, no this is nice. not going to count. No, no, you got, you got. Well, there goes know. my chance at the Grammy <laughs> again. Damn. Yeah, the only I'm still uh, holding out. The only local people I, I noticed because uh, I, 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 I I had to leave, I didn't get through the, uh, the whole list. Was Esperanza Spalding. She's back on a Grammy list. Wow. She did a, an album with Fred Hirsch, the, the jazz piano player. She is
1: amazing. Yeah. She did that uh, record that it, they're recording live online. Did you see that?
0: No, I, I missed that.
1: They were recording. Mm-hmm. The entire thing was streamed, the yeah. recording process. Wow. The entire album. Huh. So you could watch them make this record huh. online wow. uh, anytime you wanted to. That's, was, like
0: the, that's like the Beatles documentary.
1: Kind of like that, except for yeah. they sifted through Yeah. Yes. thousands, I know. <laughs> I <know>. of, hours, <laughs> thousands of hours or yeah. hundreds. Anyway. This was live. It was live, yeah. Wow. You could watch it, and I did watch it a few times. And, huh. You know, the studio can be incredibly exciting, but more often than not, it's incredibly boring.
0: And nobody said, hey, this sucks. Let's try something else. I didn't see that with <laughs> that. Um, I've done that. You've been times. there. Oh, you God. have been there. <laughs> oh, there's so much stuff that
1: it's not out there. It's on the yeah. cutting room floor. I mean, you know, our proverbial cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, nowadays people can record at home, so yeah. which is really good. Uh-huh. But it just makes a bigger mountain of stuff to it, sift through.
0: It's a glut. It's a glut. Yeah, it's a glut. And yeah. So I'm, we stopped. I stopped. Let me put it in a different way. I stopped when we when, when working music news started. Genre was so important.
1: Yeah.
0: That I you know uh, we 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 had we put everything in categories. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then I stopped. I mean, I still do it sometimes, but it's like. It's like when I was a rock critic, (laughs) I stopped calling myself that real early on, like in the in the the, uh, early 70s. I stopped calling myself that because it was stupid. But um, and and, and, and so when I finally got got sick of trying to put everything in categories, you know, because it could be anything. You don't. You don't. It's, and it's, it
1: draw every category draws from so many different yes. influences anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is good. I mean, when you're just, it's like describing the taste of a banana or correct. something. Correct. Yes. How do you do that? You can't. You, know, you, you, you sort cannot of do can. that. You can't. It's sort of sweet. The only way you it's can do it. Sweet. It's yeah. kind of granular. It's got some stringiness to it.
0: The r- only way it really works is, and this is what I did, back in about '72, I because st- they would send me out to do to review like six guys. At a Holiday Inn, wearing um, purple velour suits, and all singing, "Brandy, you're a fine girl." Okay, <laughs> great song. Well, if you like it, and that's yeah, the like point. Like that's that the song. whole point. Yeah. Because what I got, to, what I did was when I, when I finally said, "This is bullshit," right? Because first of all, who am I? I can say these things because I have the gig. But if you don't, if I didn't have the gig, who, who, who would I be? You know. So yeah. I get this instant credibility because I have the gig, right? But then I said, okay, but this is bullshit because what do I know, right? right. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, most most um, music journalists don't know a goddamn thing about music, nothing. And I'm like that too. They know what they like, though. That's the whole point, yeah. And that's what I switched to at that point in 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 my in my, in my whatever this career is. I would say, if you like this, you'll like this. And I think. I think that's what a
1: lot of the Spotify algorithms do as well. Yes, yes. I don't know that world. My stuff is up on Spotify. Uh I need to probably do more to promote it. There's all sorts of classes on how to do that. Yeah, which I'll probably do someday. It's not a world that I love Mm -hmm. being a part of, but it's part of the way the music world is right now. Yes. And they do that. Again, they ask Mm -hmm. you for your two or three main genres. Mm -hmm. So I try to. I think I put Americana and rock
0: for Mm -hmm. this. It makes and, sense. And
1: singer-songwriter.
0: Well, Those that makes streams. sense.
1: And then I yeah. put a few influences, and um, and then what happens, I guess the algorithms match you with other people who are listening to, th- if yes. people are listening to your stuff, they're yeah. listening to this other person, Right. it sort of just drills down this list of people, and it yeah. sort of does matchmaking, but <laughs>
2: I wish I could explain <laughs> it better, but I read it's a little like, bit about like, it once. It's like, yes. It's <laughs> probably changed uh, since then as well. <laughs>
0: Uh, where where do you fit? Well, I like long walks on the beach. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: if I can walk, I'm happy.
0: You? I just had a back surgery. Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, it how sucks. How are you feeling? Yeah, I don't think it worked, but who knows? Wow. Yeah, Whatever, you know. But you are walking. I'm sort of walking, yeah. <laughs> what are you wow, going to do? Yeah, it's all right.
1: It's all right. I'm yeah. I, I, the last time you and I talked, you were telling me you were having some back
0: issues. Yes, issues is right. But, um, but, but I'm,
1: I'm, I hope it gets better soon. It's
0: not going to. But that's okay. Okay, I'm here. I'm All here.
1: Right. And you're you're smiling, so well That's of. good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: people, I'm looking at a smiling Tom All right, okay. here. Yeah.
0: As long as the thing is, as long as you can affect people in a positive way. Yeah. What else? What else do you need? Not much. Right. I think that's right. that's where the
1: rubber hits the road, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Right. If you can make a positive difference in the world, and uh, be ethical and as honest as you possibly, I mean, you're not gonna have a perfect day every day. You're no. not gonna be a perfect person every day.
0: Oh, I am. Come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> but you certainly,
1: if you could look back on it, you'd want to be that. I think.
0: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I don't so, know how I don't know, I don't know how you do that, but you know. <laughs> I don't either, man. We're just
1: we're just plopped on this
0: planet. We're just out we, there and trying it's like a yeah. video game yeah, until, really. until it's over and. <laughs>
1: You literally don't know what you're going to get from day to day. Yeah.
0: Do you miss those Satyricon days?
1: Not really. Yeah? Uh, I loved it, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Uh, There was a huge group of people when Satyricon was torn down that went to this giant party down there, and they were really upset and all this other stuff. And I get it, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: That's totally cool.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't want to necessarily be part of that. It's over. Yeah, and that scene yeah. came and went. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Not always. There were some awful nights there, by the way. Uh-huh. People talk about it like it was the second coming of Christ or something. And there <laughs> were those magical moments. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I saw a lot of them.
2: Yeah, but there were
1: some awful nights at Satyricon, some of which I played, you know, <laughs> and it was just like you know, some
0: like, of what you caused.
1: Some of which I caused, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Bruno kicked me out of there one night. Really? Yeah, and it was, and then I thought I was never coming back. Oh. It was like we were yelling at each other. Oh, boy. Next time I saw him, hey, man, what do you want for a beer? I <laughs> mean, it just like never happened. But a lot of stuff went down in that place, and that's putting it mildly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of stories.
1: George was really... A great guy to have on a club like that George mm-hmm. de Juliotis. he was the owner of that place and uh-huh. he just allowed his idea was allow anything ah. anything that doesn't hurt anybody else yeah. he, I, I, I guess satyricon. correct me if I'm wrong translates as funny act or something like that in uh-huh. Greek yeah yeah and so he just wanted it to be it could be a cabaret one night it mm-hmm. could be spoken word like Walt Curtis it could be sure. Dead Moon or was yeah. an idea blowing fire out or you know yeah. just yeah. it was just a really really cool scene for a fairly conservative town at the time right, Portland, right. I I right. grew up in Portland yeah I've lived here my whole life and really? it was pretty buttoned up mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. for a place like the Satyricon to be part of the culture yeah uh really helped define that and you, you were know. a
0: drummer at that time
1: oh, well I was I was a singer too. Yeah, yeah. I was a singer yeah. in Crashland. Uh-huh. It was kind of a punk, American punk band, you know, uh-huh. influenced by the Stooges and Iggy, and uh, kind of going that route. Ramones. Know? Yeah. Oh, one, yeah. two, New three, York, four. New York Dolls. One, two, know, three, all four. That stuff influenced us. <laughs> um, yeah, we.
0: Did you ever see the Ramones?
1: I did not get a chance. Oh, to see I either. saw them one time. How was that? It
0: was the loudest concert I've ever been to. I I'm hear sure some, so many different bands. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, that I would have better hearing if I had not gone. But, on the other hand, I wouldn't have missed it for the world.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> was that on the East Coast? Yeah, that was in
0: Baltimore. I know they really weird. the East a lot more well, than they did the West. Well, they were from obviously. New York. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was amazing. They, uh, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was at a place where they had, where they they would normally hold wedding receptions. It was absolutely the wrong place. And therefore, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. because Makes they got a great it. Story they understood. Yeah, yeah. you know, where they were. Yeah, and then you know, it just just made them play harder if that's possible.
2: Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I did not see the Ramones. Uh, I did. I saw Nirvana several times. Obviously. So Iggy
0: was your was your hero.
1: I don't know if I had a hero. I okay. mean, I grew up on classic rock, and I loved classic rock. Yeah. But um, my roommate in Southern California, I lived down there for a little while. Did he you? really got me into you know the, the whole Detroit scene, the MC5, oh, and yeah. AE, and
2: yeah.
1: Alice Cooper, and just uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. kind of that heavier American rock sound, that uh-huh. darker sound. And when I came back to Portland, he moved back to Portland. He said, uh-huh. let's put out an ad. And back then going to the record stores yeah. or the music stores and there'd be an ad it would list all your influences. Yes. That's how you yeah. had music ads <laughs> back then. And we got a call from these guys that were pretty entrenched in the scene and uh-huh. we got together and like like I said I really didn't know what I was doing but I had a few songs that I had written and uh-huh. they had some songs that they'd written and they said put some words to it and we did it and it we started playing, you know, really great shows with you know lots of sub pop bands and stuff. Uh-huh. Right off the bat, and um, that was my introduction to Portland was Tyrconn and yeah. X-Ray Cafe. Yeah. I knew Trace before then. Wow. Through a group of friends of mine, so um, did a lot of shows at the X-Ray as well. Those were the two main clubs in yeah. Portland. Yeah. We did some stuff down in Eugene as well. Uh-huh. Some of the Northwest Circuit stuff. It must
0: be. Re- I mean, it is nice. I. I I'm not. I'm, I mean, I know that. The, I know the feeling, but it's really nice to have fans who knew you way back.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: And how have you, and how and how you've affected them?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I just did a show with uh, Warren Pash a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, some old school fans, friends came yeah. out, like Allison Cole. Allison, if you're out there, you are <laughs> probably the the. Longest fan I've ever had. Wow, she's been there since the very beginning. Stephanie Salvi is one of them. Stephanie, of course. Yeah, Uh, and there's lots of them. I could go on and on and on. But um, it is kind of cool to have that those roots just yeah living here. Yeah, it it it's really nice to see those folks still come out. Sure, amazing. Like,
0: there's nothing like it.
1: I might get bored. I'm like, I
0: don't
1: want (laughs) to see that guy again.
0: No, you know the thing is, and the, the interesting thing is. And I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're facing this too. Is that I believe most people are still with the their most the, the bands that they were most influenced when they were teenagers.
1: It seems that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to be exposed to new stuff too. That yeah. I know lots of people that just listen to the same thing over and which is great. It brings them joy and happiness. Right. School, but
0: especially if it's your stuff.
1: Yeah, whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know. I mean, I'm just one little tiny cog in the giant wheel of...
0: Did you ever have a fan who was a, a big fan of something you did that you didn't like? Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of gravel pit stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. Yeah. And I, did a, I
0: did a piece on Paul DeLay one time, a TV piece. I love that guy. And... Uh, it was a great, I mean, I love Paul, and he was a, it was a great interview. But was we, a great he, I asked Paul, where do you want to do it? He said, at this rib joint, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And so we went to the rib joint, and uh, the guy who was my videographer, um, we said, had, we was, it was a two-camera thing, and we were sort of having ribs for lunch during the interview. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how, I still don't know how to think about it, he put lots of extra shots of me eating ribs. Oh, boy. You know what that looks like. Yeah, it's never pretty. <laughs>
1: Were you wearing white gloves? No. Okay, But good. the
0: thing is, for years and years after that, people would come up to, strangers would come up to me and say, hey, I love that, that, that story with Paul DeLay and all his ribs you ate. Right. I'm going like, thanks. You know, I'm going like, sort of. <laughs> Yeah, because you didn't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I so it's, yeah, there's I it's. I mean, it's nice can't. that they liked it and they remembered it all those years, yeah. but geez, is that how I want to be remembered? Yeah. Yeah, there's th- most of
1: the stuff that I've recorded, I was at least proud of at one point. Yes. A few of the demos that were like, oh, we got to get it out. We got to put a tape out. And we yeah. sold a couple hundred of them. I'm like, uh-huh. eh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sucks, you yeah. know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people out there that love. There's a guy that comes out to a show once in a while still. yeah, He had the first Gravel Pit demo stuck in his tape player for oh 15 years. Wow. And he said he listened to it all the time. Well, he loved
0: good, it. Good for you.
1: So, yeah. That's good. No, it's little, a great thing. Kind of cool little wins. It I is. You call it, it is. Absolutely. Like that, cause, Absolutely. Because why tough, else would you do it's, it? It's a tough industry, right? So yeah. you just do it for, you do it just to, I, I do it just to keep getting better.
0: And yeah well you got that's part and of it enjoy sure
1: it on different levels yes you know if i were yes. doing the same thing over and over playing the same songs for 30 years like some people do which is
0: yeah totally but if, fine. if if you were getting fifteen thousand people a show that'd be a different thing yes yeah i once i you once the interviewed to les mccann yeah and i said les don't you ever get tired of playing compared to what he said listen if they wanted me to play it three times a set i would play it three times a yeah. set
1: I don't know how the Who can go out there and still play my generation, you know. Well, yes,
0: especially that, because they're all old men.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but but you know what? People love it, and that's cool. Again, you know, it's like I mean, it makes to be kind of judgmental about that stuff, and I just I I can't do it anymore. It's like whatever, whatever brings you peace, whatever you you like, yes. And you know, it's like I can't imagine being in a cover band, but there's first of all it's exploding like it never has before. Sure, sure. And some people love doing it. That's all yeah. they do. So they right. more power to them. They're really? incredible musicians. You mm-hmm. know, just They're mm-hmm. just doing a different thing. <laughs> so, Pretty know, weird. It, it's just a weird world, man.
0: It really is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's a terrific record. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you know, that. Um, and, uh, this, the, well, I guess we missed the gig, but that's at Laurel Thirst, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'll
1: be playing with the band throughout yeah. the year. I'll, yeah. I'll be setting up some shows and lots of solo. Well, all the,
0: shows. all the all uh, the the links will be there in the, in, on the they're page. They're on my
2: website,
1: Steve Wilkinson Music, and, and they're on the page. Com.
0: The page right here where people are listening.
1: Oh, cool! Yes, perfect. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course they are. Yes,
0: <laughs> because you have an excellent PR person.
1: Yes, Alex Steiniger is awesome. He's he a is. great great human. He really being. is. We're he good really
2: friends. Is. Yeah,
1: thank you, Alex. And also, I do want to give a shout out. Grant and I have, uh, Grant Cumston and I have mm-hmm. a regular gig at Havelina in uh-huh. St. John's
2: mm-hmm.
1: every first Friday, excuse me, every second Friday yeah. of every month.
0: Yeah. Because of my back, I haven't, been, I haven't been out very much. What's that place like?
1: It's really cool. I love it. It's small, yeah. intimate.
0: Is it kind of diving?
1: It's got a little bit of a dive feel, but it's clean. Well, it's in nice. St. John's it would have to. <laughs> yeah, and it fits in well with St. Yeah, John's. And yeah. We've got a little contingent of folks over there. It's nice. Some old gravel pit folks. Johnny Huck, he lives uh-huh. over there in that yeah. area. He works in that area, so he brings folks out. Yeah. If you get 15, 20 people out there, it's a nice little crowd. Right. I mean, it's
0: really small. same. It's, well, it's the same, about, it's about the same the for, for, for the Artichoke Cafe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's I got mean, this it's, vibe, sort it's, of. Uh, it's, you, you get... You get you get 30 people in here and, yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it's, I mean, it holds over 50, just, yeah. just over 50, but still, yeah. you know, um, it's a great little scene. Yeah. You know? And of course the artichoke's been around forever. Oh
1: yeah, well, yeah. I've yeah. played a lot of shows. Yeah. Well, I should say a few shows over the yeah. years, but not at this new room. So yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Tom. Well, sure. It's Thanks really for being I appreciate
0: it. You. it. Yeah, I know you get to get to a rehearsal.
1: I do. Yeah. It's, it's, so they're I'm waiting g- on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, This has been a a true pleasure, getting to see you mostly, but also just just chatting.
0: And as we like to say at the end of these, that's entertainment.
1: All right. (laughs) Good to see you, Tom. All right.